I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back to our number two of Expanded Inside Sources. It's fun to be with you from one to three every day on KSL News Radio. I'm Greg Scordis, joined this afternoon by Taylor Morgan. It's time to dig a little deeper, explore a little bit more, and so let's begin with the next subject. And I'm going to start with this, Taylor. Do you have any daughters? I don't. I don't have any daughters. You, you've been spared that phone call <laughs> that parents get in usually about uh, seventh or eighth or ninth grade from your daughter who says, dad or hopefully mom answers the phone during for this call i'm having a problem at school can you come and bring me some product this is so interesting to me greg because i have to be honest and perhaps i'm a little embarrassed to admit this but having grown up in a family of all brothers and being a father to only boys this issue that we're going to talk about now uh house bill 162 period products in schools was not at all on my radar i know until this session we're talking about a complete blind spot and this is a obvious common sense solution that is long long overdue uh and so as two men here uh we we need to to recognize that we're the problem uh, I would argue that our male-dominated legislature is part of the problem here. Sure. But we are so grateful to have in our community the leadership of Gail Miller. Uh, Gail Miller is with us now. Gail, can you tell us about your uh, support uh, for period products in schools and why this is so important to you and uh, the Miller Family Foundation? Absolutely, and thank you for the opportunity to be on and speak about this. Uh, I got involved with Kristen Andrus when she came to me as a young mother of daughters and uh, school-age kids that she realized there was a problem that you've just spoken about that was largely ignored or un, uh, it not even out in the light. And I think part of that comes from it's kind of been a taboo subject. You just don't talk about it. But when you think about it in real today kind of terms, we shouldn't be embarrassed about a natural bodily function. Mm. It's not any different than needing a tissue for a nosebleed, uh, and you wouldn't deny someone that. So I think bringing the attention to something that 
is not only a natural uh, part of life, but there are so many girls and young women who do not have access to product because of poverty or inability to um, to actually have access to it when they need it at school. So it, it just, when she explained to me what she had come across, I thought, this is something I can get behind because it is a, a, it's an issue that will reach a lot of people. It will do a lot of good and it will change the way we look at normal body functions that happen every day that not only young women should be um, be able to take care of, but men should understand as well mm -hmm. so that the girls don't have to be embarrassed when, when they have issues. Gail, as I understand it, House Bill 162 would require period products to be freely available in every public and charter school uh, in girls and all children bathrooms uh, within the state. And the devil's always in the details when you talk about something like this. But but how do you envision this being implemented? I mean, how, how are these products going to be distributed? How does the school make them available? Or has that even been, or we even crossed that bridge yet? Oh, yes, we're well into that. Um, the Christian's Foundation and our foundation have joined together to pay for all of the dispensers. And, and they're at work now finding a way to get those installed. So that's all done. The product itself uh, will be provided through the funding from the legislature for one year. <clears throat> and then after that... The schools will have it in their budget to pay for the product. Now, I can't tell you how it's actually going to be dispensed, but I believe the schools will be responsible for making sure their bathrooms have product in them because of the funding that has been made available and, and will be targeted for this issue in the future. Well, Gail, thank you so much for joining us today on Inside Sources. And thank you on behalf of all Utahns and particularly uh, men. Thank you for championing this issue. Thank you for your very generous support uh, to pay for these dispensers and for your leadership. We understand you need to step away. Uh, the governor is actually ready to sign this bill right now. So we're going to let Gail go with our gratitude, with our thanks. And, and Greg, I have a, a question for you. Uh, what else are, uh, are we missing? What other issues uh, are the is the male-dominated Utah legislature perhaps uh, unaware of or ignoring? You know, that's a good question, Taylor. And, and even this one alone, period products, I mean, okay, I'll, I'll be honest. I mean, I raised two daughters. They went through public school. Um, they had their, their issues growing up and, and reaching, you know, adolescence and it never occurred to me that this should be something that's part of our schools that the school should provide that i mean they, they like gail said they they supply tissue they supply drinking water they supply the things that we <laughs> that we sort of use there's we, free toilet paper we, uh, in yeah, every bathroom stall so why are, why have these products been unavailable i mean to me i'm embarrassed i'm embarrassed yeah, as a man yeah as a Utah, that this is something we're addressing in 2022 right <laughs> that we should have addressed okay can i just come out and state the obvious yeah we need more women in the legislature sure 55 56 percent of all voters in utah across all parties are women about 12 percent 
of legislators are women. That is a huge imbalance. We need to fix that. You know, part of the problem with that, though, Taylor, just having run myself, is is we, we're not doing a very good job, and I'll, I'll blame Democrats and Republicans equally, of recruiting good female candidates. We're just not doing a good job. Of we're that. not. We're not. Well, we need to move on. And my question, Greg, now to you is, have you paid your taxes this year? Not yet, but hey, it's only the 14th of <laughs> April. What <laughs> you are you have talking about? Until Monday. Tax day is coming up. Uh, I, I hope everyone is ready for it. Uh, we're going to talk more about what you should do if you're not ready for tax day. Stay with us uh, coming up next on Inside Sources. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.